Kavit Shabbos Kaidish, Pashas Lachacha, Tavshin Pei Dalit. We're learning Lerufu Ashalema, Rufal Chaim Shayosha, Bambabar of Kachaya, Oriyatin Machagit, Eifim Machob, and Yao Shlema Benesto, Rachma Katon Maslea, Yosef Yehuda, Ben Andasa Peril, Roy Ben Ilano, Zaman Zev Ben Rochel, Sumcha Ben Yaman Zev, and Bino Rickel Babsha, and Tinoik. Yeshaya ben Edel Rissel Fegel the Rufu Shalem and Bakar of Mamish, Besech Shachoyle Israel, as well may our limited terror be a added schus for those in Israel. As a Klal Yisrael, we are anchored by Hashem, as of course Yisrael the Ayais of Kushabrichu Chadhu. And that's a shlush hamishulish, chud hamishulish b'meheira loyinatik b'meheira. That being said, we could always, and we always look backwards for our anchors. And regardless of how the sea tosses and the storm brews, yet and all, we're anchored firmly. Pashas lechlecha. Of course, begins with Avram Avinu Lech Lecha Me'atzucha, and they found the beautiful Devarim underlining or highlighting the Aschus Abayis, and how, of course, they direct us for all time. So, the title of Reb Mechel Birnbaum's Shmuz for Pashas Lech Lecha is the Patriarchs, their spiritual role models for all time. And here I read from the article, Reb Mechel's Shmuzen. The Torah is very effusive in its account of the patriarchs' lives to the degree that the Chachamim concluded the conversations of the patriarchs' servants were more pleasing than the Torah's study of the patriarchs' descendants. One of the reasons why the Torah goes to such great lengths is because these narratives illustrate the awesome spiritual ruchnius potential of each and every Jew. It is, therefore, our duty to contemplate upon the deeds of the patriarchs of our others, perceive their greatness, and emulate them by striving to fulfill our own potential. The Tan of the Be'el Yom, Perich Avav, expresses this principle as follows. Zak the Tan of the Be'el a person must say to himself, Masai, when will my deeds reach the deeds of my forefathers, Avram Yitzchak V'yakov? So Remechel writes, let us now fulfill this mandate of the Tan of the Day Elio by carefully analyzing the Torah's account of our advice and their lives. Only in this manner will we gain a true understanding of the difficult tests of faith which they are always faced. We learn that Hashem told Avram, go for yourself from your land, from your relatives, from your father's house, to the land that I will show you, and I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing, right? Pasuk Mbereshus, Perikid Beis, Sviks Pasha, the first two Pesukim. The Ramban points out that even though the Torah does not inform us of the events which led up to this particular commandment to Abraham, 
we yet must draw upon the historical information, Zakhtarman, provided by the Medrash, in order to view Avram's Ruchni's achievements in their proper perspective. The facts are as follows, and Mechel is now going to list from the Medrash. While living in Orkastan, Avram Avinu had been constantly harassed for his belief in monotheism, a theology regarded as, at the time, sacrilegious by the idol-worshipping masses. Idol-worshipping masses. Opposition to Avram's set of beliefs steadily grew, finally reaching its apex, when Avram was punished for his, quote, heresy, or heresy, sorry, by being cast into a blazing furnace. Avram miraculously survived and was commanded by Hashem to flee to the Charon, Charon, where he settled down. Hashem then spoke to Avram again and commanded him to continue his journey to an unknown destination, quote, to the land like Eretz Asher to the land that I will show you. One reason why we do not fully appreciate the inherent difficulty of this Nisayan, of this trial, is that nowadays, moving from one city to another has become almost routine. However, we must remember that in ancient times, Leaving one's family circle and homeland was totally unthinkable. It was something which was just not done. Yet we find that Avram indeed listened and heeded Hashem's command and left his homeland. And why was he forced to leave? Only because of his belief that the master of the universe was one. In order to gain the freedom to practice Avram Avinu's unconventional religious worship, of the one Hashem, of the one God, Avram chose to wander from place to place like a nomad for an unspecified period of time until the day Hashem would signal him that he had reached his destination. Can you imagine suddenly having to leave all your loved ones, leaving them behind and embarking on a difficult journey for an unknown number of years bound for an unknown destination? This puts in perspective how great was Avram's love for HaKadosh Baruch Hu for Hashem. In recognition of Avram's devotion to Hashem, HaChachamim say in the Pasuk, in Shir and Perek Ches, Ocha Yislanu Kitanu, we have a small system. This is a reference to Avram Avinu, who Icha, from a who rectified the word Icha, all the inhabitants of the world by teaching them that the world has one father and that he created the entire creation. Bakapara says, it refers to Avram who mended Icha the tear. Being that Bakapara is a little bit more uh, mystical or cryptic, Dr. Mashkiach, the explanation to Bakapur's cryptic statement is as follows. Man, Adam, when Hashem created him, was a righteous being who had constantly adhered to the Shechina, to the Divine Presence, and as a consequence was able to reside in the lower worlds. Due to the transgressions of later generations, however, the Shechina however, abandoned the corporal realms. This catastrophic development marked the onset of the era of Hastoras Panim, in which Hashem, as it were, 
averts his countenance from man. This chasm is what Mar Kapara called the tear. At this stage of Hastara's Panam initially, an ominous shroud of spiritual darkness enveloped, enveloped the world. From its midst emerged pure evil. And this which was embodied by such wicked individuals as the Dara Flaga of the Dara Venoish of Nimrod, Terach, then came to Mavram, the Av, the forefather, and rectified this tear, or deep chasm, that had formed between man and Hashem. Avram proclaimed to all the inhabitants of the earth that Hashem is one. After pondering upon creation, he had finally concluded the palace must have an owner. Avram, like the other patriarchs, like the other Avais, attained this exalted level of Ruchni's awareness independently, without any instruction. Courageously, Avram disseminated his revolutionary theology among the masses despite the staunch and sometimes violent opposition he faced. According to Arachachamim, this is why he, Avram Avinu, was called Avram the Ivri, Avram Ivri. The entire world stood on one side in one Ever, while he, Avram Avinu, stood on the other. Avram succeeded in persuading many members of his generation that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was the creator of the Bari Ha'ilam, the creator of the universe, and that there was a purpose to this creation. For Avram recognized the significance of mankind and its, quote, mankind's likeness to Hashem, to God. Avram perceived that Hashem created mankind for a very lofty purpose, and not just to eke out an existence. By disseminating these beliefs among the world's inhabitants, Avram Avinu managed to efface, to create the theological chasm dividing humanity from Hashem. By reflecting upon the lives of our of us, of the patriarchs of, of Avram Yitzhak Yaakov, we not only gain a new insight into man's unlimited Ruchni's potential, but also attain a deep awareness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. This concept can be better understood in light of the following incident as the Gemara and Masechtis Baba Metziah, the Yushalmi Baba Metziah, Perak Beis Halacha Hei. Rabbi Shem and Shetach one time purchased a donkey from a guy upon which he found a precious stone. Rabbi Shem immediately returned the precious stone to the guy, which prompted the guy to exclaim, Blessed is the God of the Jews. Similarly, by closely an- analyzing the deeps of the of our others, of the patriarchs of Hashem's servants, we also gain a deeper comprehension of their master, the Almighty, or the Abishta, the God of Avram. The others are the very foundations of our spiritual essence. As our Chachamim said, the Maisim of our forefathers, of our Avais, determined the Maisim of the descendants. Right? Maisim of Avais, similar bonum. This is why our Chachamim said that if we should fail to emulate, to copy the Avais' righteous ways, we temporarily, we temporarily cease to be regarded as their descendants. Whoever does not show mercy towards others, the Gemara Mbeah says, it is certain that he's not of the Zerah of Avram, he's not of the descendants of Avram Avinu, if you don't have this Midah of Rachamim. Thus, 
If we wish to define our own purpose in life, we must see ourselves within the larger context of the lives of the others and their roles of life. Only by superimposing the two images will we see a true representation of our own essence, our own Ruchnia's essence, our own spiritual essence. This principle is evident by the Chachamim stating, my faith is firm as a wall, my breasts are as towers, right? Shirim, Periches, Pasuk Yud, where the Pasuk says, Ani That's how our Chachamim explained that Pasuk. My faith is firm as a wall refers to Avram. My faith is firm as a wall refers to Avram Avinu. My breasts are as towers. Lashadek Migdalish refers to Hananiah, Mishal, and Azariah. The implication is that Hananiah, Mishal, and Azariah drew or suckled spiritual nourishment from Avram Avinu, the wellspring of their faith and our faith and of faith, and that this infused them with the courage and strength of will to voluntarily sacrifice their lives for the sake of sanctifying Kaddish Baruch's name, Kiddush Hashem. Through this metaphor, through this marshal, the Chachamim convey that Avram ingrained his intense devotion to Kaddish Baruch in the genes of all his future spiritual descendants. Many of the mitzvahs that we perform on a daily basis are actually derivatives of the Avais' greatest attributes. For example, the Ramban writes, in reference to the mitzvah, Davak boy to cleave Takadish Baruchu, right? In Devarim Yiral Chafez. This means that a person should continuously remember his love for Hashem. This means a person should continuously remember his love for Hashem. It should not slip his mind, even when you walk on the way, when you retire, when you rise, right? This was the reality of the spiritual level of our others, who were the rep, 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 repositories of the divine presence. Similarly, in reference to the mitzvah, you, he shall serve you. The Ramban writes, before Hashem, a person should act like a slave who is at the constant bidding of his master and who considers the work he does for his master more important than his own. He should fulfill the edict all your deeds should be for the sake of heaven. And even when taking care of his own physical needs, he should do everything for the sake of heaven. Thus, he should eat, sleep, and relieve himself, all for the sake of HaKadosh Baruch for heaven. For even though Archachamim occupied themselves with their herds, with their flocks, and other mundane tasks, their minds were constantly focused on Hashem. Furthermore, Jewish history itself was largely predetermined by the others. An explanation of the Torah's lengthy account of Avram's sojourns, of his goings, Ramban writes, Archacham said, the maizim of our forefathers of the others determines the deeds of their descendants. The Torah describes Avram's travels at length because they all reveal what will, tra- what will transpire to his descendants in the future. The Chacham say that Hill's perseverance in Torah study, despite his severe poverty, obligates all poor men to study Torah diligently. Similarly, the Chachamim, the, similarly, the Avos righteous Maisim obligate 
us to each reach our own spiritual potential to the same degree as they, to the extent we can. We cannot exempt ourselves. We cannot exempt ourselves from the responsibility with the facile excuse. Facile excuse. It's too difficult. I can't. For the for our others bequeathed as the Yerusha their greatest attributes to us, their spiritual legacy. Instead, we have an obligation to find within us the necessary strength of will to emulate the ways of the, our others to the best of our abilities. Okay, that's the sermon of Chai Yisrael, of course, and we're anchored firmly. We have a way to turn to draw our lessons from, and. As we see it play out, even in the theater of war, unfortunately, but still in all, whatever goes on, that's where we turn for our inspiration, for our direction, for our directive. And may Mr. Shem, we continue to do so. Good Shabbos, good Shabbos, culture.